The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. All been looking forward to this. We are ready for Pacquiao Thurman WBA World Welterweight title fight coming Saturday night, Las Vegas, Nevada. We are here to talk about all of that and get you ready for the weekend as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am your somewhat capable host, and I'm going to enlist the help of some usual suspects, and even a new guest will pop on here shortly from Las Vegas to talk to us about this matchup coming Saturday evening where Manny Pacquiao, eight-division world champion, Hall of Famer-to-be, back headlining a pay-per-view against unbeaten Keith Thurman, who actually holds the uh, the greater of the two belts, the both WBA belts, and you almost need a menu to distinguish uh, which of the belts is more important. But Thurman unbeaten, putting the WBA super uh, championship on the line. Uh, Manny Pacquiao is simply the regular champion of the same belt. It's a championship fight. It's on pay-per-view, and we're looking forward to previewing it here on the show. All right, let me lay out what we have for you. Straight ahead, we're going to check in in Las Vegas with Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas host T.C. Martin. I'm T.J. He's T.C. T.C. is on scene in Vegas and uh, has been there, obviously, all week as the fighters arrived earlier this week. Press conference Wednesday. Weigh in later on Friday. Fight coming Saturday. Saturday night, TC will set the scene, give us some insight into well, what we can expect, what we typically expect from Pacquiao fights. He's had so many of them on pay-per-view, on HBO or Showtime uh, previously uh, for these big-time bouts. Here's one more of them for the near 40-year-old Pacquiao coming on Saturday evening. So TC Martin will help set the scene from Las Vegas. We'll then skip from there all the way across the Atlantic, from continent to continent, and we'll check back in with the boxing writer, David Payne. Love his insight on all things boxing. Want to talk Pacquiao Thurman with him. The boxing writer will also have some thoughts on the late Pernell Whitaker, uh, who was killed as a pedestrian in a car accident last weekend on Sunday night. Whitaker, a Hall of Famer himself, with Olympic gold, with over 20 world title wins in four different weight divisions. One of the most uh, sensational boxer punchers uh, in the lighter weight divisions that we saw in the 1980s and 90s. Just a tremendous fighter. So uh, it's a shame that Pernell Whitaker lost his life in that accident at age 55. David Payne will have some thoughts on that with me. Uh, Payne will also talk about the three, the tri-heavyweight bouts that are going to be on the DAZN show on Saturday afternoon, U.S. time, Saturday evening, London time. Uh, the featured fight, Dillian White and another fighter named Oscar Rivas, but also on this card, Derek Chisora. Uh, as well as a couple of Davids. Dave Allen and David Price are heavyweights from the UK that are also fighting. So triple header of heavyweights in England. David Payne will have some insight for us. Always love the boxing writer uh, mixing it up with me. He'll give us a, a prediction as well on Pacquiao Thurman. And then the lead writer, the purveyor, the guy uh, that heads up the site, BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns, will be here. I want Marquise's insight. He was in the Thurman camp last week before they left to go to Vegas. Uh, 
again, Marquise and I are both here in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area, the Tampa Bay region. Thurman, a Clearwater, Florida fighter, uh, trains out of the St. Petersburg Boxing Club, the St. Pete Boxing Club that Dan Birmingham and others have operated for the better part of about 40 years now in St. Pete, Florida. Birmingham will be in the corner. We've had him on the podcast. So anyway, Marquise will have some insight into this fight, the buildup for it, get a prediction from him as well. Marquise will also set the stage for what else to watch for on the undercard of this fight and later this weekend uh, as well in boxing. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to us on Friday, Friday night, ESPN top rank card on the app, on the ESPN Plus app service, uh, we'll see what happens uh, with Teofimo Lopez fighting in the main event of that uh, card that is in Maryland. So we'll talk to Marquise about that in the whole weekend and obviously a bunch about Pacquiao and Thurman. So we are ready to see all of this unfold at uh, at the MGM Grand on Saturday night. I- I'm excited to see uh, Keith Thurman on the biggest stage that he's been on. He obviously has been involved in some, uh, some big-time bouts, some big-time fights uh, in the past. Um, not to this magnitude, obviously, against a future Hall of Famer, but it's, it's not as if he hasn't been in Vegas and fought on PBC cards as a main event fighter, uh, as he did earlier in his career with Robert Guerrero and Danny Garcia. He also victoriously won a huge fight at the Barclays Center back now about three years ago over Sean Porter. So he's been on a big stage, just not the biggest stage. I'm anxious to see what he can do, and I'll give you some in, in, insight and analysis with our guests on what I think might or might not happen here, in particular with Thurman, as we go along. Pacquiao is obviously the world-known commodity. Let's see what he has left in the tank. What what kind of tread left on the tires, as I like to say, for Pacquiao as a 40-year-old coming up. The guests are going to weigh in on that uh, as well. By the way, Big Fight Weekend brought to you in part by Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats Mobile app if you are looking for tickets for Pacquiao Thurman in specific for the MGM Grand Garden Arena coming Saturday night use Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app but uh, wherever those fight cards are going on I mentioned the Lopez top rank show where Lopez is the headliner Uh, that one is in Maryland wherever these fights take place all across North America uh, again Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app I was just looking a little while ago that the prices are still holding firm I mean lower level over a thousand dollars for lower level tickets for Pacquiao Thurman it will be sold out upper level seats though are in the 200 to 250 dollar range depending on where you want to sit and we've even got a promo code offer use Vivid Seats or the Vivid Seats mobile app use the promo code BIGFIGHT10 and you'll take 10% off your initial order if you're a first time customer with Vivid Seats BIGFIGHT10 takes 10% off the order uh, there with Vivid Seats up to $50 so uh, jump in grab those tickets best selection 100% purchase guarantee great customer service all the reasons to participate with Vivid Seats they are proud sponsors with us as part of Big Fight Weekend use Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app to get those tickets so let's get things underway we will check in in Las Vegas first we'll go to England to the UK next Marquise Johns will bat clean up uh, at the end of the podcast here with his thoughts everybody talking Pacquiao Thurman let's get it underway Yes, indeed. Pacquiao Thurman coming up Saturday night, Las Vegas, MGM Grand pay-per-view. Biggest fight for Thurman's uh, boxing existence. Pacquiao, been here, done that. Let's do get some insight right now, as I like to say, OL, on location. 
And we got initials flying everywhere. It's OL on location. I'm TJ, and this is TC. TC Martin, who does a great job with Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas, has great insight on boxing. He is an acquaintance. We are mutual acquaintances of JT the Brick. If I have not thoroughly confused the audience, JT, Fox Sports Radio legend, Las Vegas legend. JT couldn't do the interview. He says, you got to get my man TC. So if we have not confused everybody between JT, TJ, TC, we're on the QT, and we're all good on Big Fight Weekend. TC Martin, how are you, brother? I'm ready to say LOL on top of that. Very nice, TJ. (laughs) Yes, and so now we get ready for the PPV, stay with me, the pay-per-view, the PPV at the MGM uh, coming up on Saturday. We just keep going all initials. TC, we are the day... It brought you by PBC. Yes, being put together by PBC. So, my friend, (laughs) with a day before this gets underway Saturday night, how is the build-up? You've been around Vegas for a while for these Pacquiao or Mayweather lighter weight fighters and their pay-per-views. What is this one like? Compare it right now. Anytime you get Manny Pacquiao involved, the buzz is always in Vegas. I mean, it's going to be a pro Pacquiao crowd of about 15,000, you know, tomorrow night. And this is what Manny Pacquiao brings for Keith Thurman. You know, this is a guy that has only fought here in Vegas twice. And they're both on undercards under Mayweather uh, promotion things when, when Floyd was fighting. So he's really not a household name here, and a lot of Vegas people really do not know Keith Thurman or resonate with Keith Thurman. So to me, this really kind of has the feel of a Pacquiao-Broner fight, and that's exactly the way it was here. Broner felt totally disrespected, but he was out of his element, and really Thurman kind of is coming across the way Broner did, very cocky, uh, just talking a lot of trash to Manny Pacquiao, not giving him a whole bunch of respect, and Thurman is a guy that, you know, people in boxing, if you follow him, he's an East Coast guy, he's a Clearwater, Florida guy. He's faced a, uh, a lot of opponents at the Barclay Center. So it just doesn't seem like he's in his realm here in Vegas. And people here on the West Coast really not taking much to Keith Thurman. Well, and as, as we've made mention, I mean, obviously I'm slanted. I'm in the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area. We know much more about Keith Thurman in this area. He is obviously somewhat known on the national level. He is not known on the worldwide level like Manny Pacquiao is. They, they've had the press stuff. They, they've had the media stuff going on for several weeks. Thurman and, and Pacquiao started earlier in the week with the press conference. As you mentioned, Thurman, uh, much more brash about predicting a knockout and betting on himself. How, how did that part play earlier in the week? Did it turn off more fans, you think, once that started happening earlier in the week? Yes, you got to remember that, that Pacquiao is just, you know, he's a shrine. He's so coveted, and people love Manny Pacquiao. And, you know, my biggest takeaway with this is, is Thurman is talking, and, we, and we're used to Thurman talking. He did this to a certain degree when he fought Sean Porter, but now he's taking on the senator. And when you're talking about punching a senator in the face and, you know, retiring him, and he's going to go night-night. And it was just so funny there at the final press conference where Manny just started laughing. He was just sort of laughing and started shaking his, his head because, you know, Manny Pacquiao, this is old routine for him. Keith Thurman can't intimidate Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao cannot be intimidated by anybody. So it's just funny when you see Manny Pacquiao go through his workout routine, see him go through the press conferences, the way he handles the media, just his demeanor in general. It's just nothing is going to phase him. And Keith Thurman is trying to do that, and it's not having any effect whatsoever. If anything, 
he really pushed the wrong button with Manny Pacquiao. As we all know, Manny is very, very religious. And when Keith Thurman said at the press conference, I'm going to crucify him, the look on Manny's face <laughs> just for that two seconds just had him boiling inside. And with Manny and Freddie afterward, they both said, you know what? I, I'm starting not to care for this guy. Uh, you know, it's again, we talk with T.C. Martin with Fox Sports Radio in Las Vegas, right there on scene, Pacquiao Thurman, Saturday night, pay-per-view, MGM Grand Garden Arena, uh, as we chat here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Part of, uh, part of uh, and you know this, I mean, you've done this for a long time with a lot of fights. Part of it is Thurman is doing his best to hype the pay-per-view and sell the pay-per-view. Clearly, Pacquiao is not going to talk trash and do that, so Thurman's trying to fill that role a little bit and uh and some of it is obviously hype some of it is kind of like professional wrestling promo angle right yes 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 and then you just don't know if Thurman is actually a little bit nervous about this fight because when we start matching the fight you look at Keith Thurman has never been in the ring with a guy like Manny Pacquiao when I say Manny Pacquiao not just that you know eight division champion we're talking about a guy that has a combination of speed and power Thurman has not faced any type of speed like this. And I think the funny thing, TJ, is every time I talk to a fighter who gets done fighting Manny Pacquiao, they say the same things that Thurman say as they're, as they're going to the buildup. But afterwards, they say, I never thought he'd be that fast. And that has happened with Timothy Bradley, with Jesse Vargas, with just about everybody. Uh, Jeff Horn told me the exact same thing. It was like I was blown away at his speed. And these are guys that he has fought recently over the last few years. So it's not like the 40-year-old Manny Pacquiao is, is fading away with his speed and power. It is still there. And Manny Pacquiao is motivated now because he's hearing all this rhetoric, and it's starting to get to him a little bit. And now with his senator duties, he's really not spending that much time doing as much as he was. And it just seems like he is motivated. He still has the speed. He still has the power. And Keith Thurman is going to walk into something that he has never witnessed before in the ring. Interesting insight and analysis. I would also, and again, this is not like, you know, point counterpoint. I, I would also bring up, though, too, because Thurman is arguably the hardest puncher, at least recently, that Pacquiao has gone up against. Uh, Timothy Bradley, uh, Jeff Horn, Lucas Matisse at the end of his career, Broner, who's more of a clown at this point than he is fighter. None, none of those guys hit like Thurman hits. And that's the real, I think that's the real intrigue here. Can Thurman land a big one? Will Thurman land enough body punches to slow Pacquiao down? Or will Pacquiao do what, what you're suggesting, which is outbox him, use that jab, and move around? So tactically, um, I, I, that's the real intrigue here in this fight, right? Can Thurman land something damaging? Or will Pacquiao do what he's done so many times, which is outbox, outfox, outfight, and get a decision? I, you hit the nail on the head. Totally agree with you. And that's pretty much what I've been saying all week is that I think Thurman is a very dangerous fighter. Keith Thurman open as the betting favorite here, deservedly so. And all of a sudden, the money just started pouring in Pacquiao about a week and a half ago. And again, it's, it's a lot of people who just love Manny Pacquiao, so they're going to go to the window and, and support you know the guy that they love. And really, they don't know Keith Thurman that well. But Keith Thurman is a dynamic puncher. He's got tremendous power. There's no doubt about that. And personally, yes, I think he can hurt Manny Pacquiao. And as we know in boxing, you can get old overnight. There's no question about that. Thurman has the skill set and the tools to do that. And what I'm worried about is for Manny Pacquiao. We've seen Manny Pacquiao go down before and lose fights and actually get knocked out by a body shot. And I think if Keith Thurman concentrates on going to the body, that is going to be his best shot. But I wholeheartedly agree. 
Thurman is a dangerous fighter, very, very dangerous for many. Another moment or two. T.C. Martin with me. The T.C. Martin Show is heard on Fox Sports Radio in Las Vegas weekday afternoons. He is on scene covering things from the MGM Grand, has been all week, giving us great insight. All right, I love these questions because you are there, you've been there, you've done these. When they lower the lights and the fighters come to the ring, and then the next moment is after the intro, and the next you know few seconds where the referee has said, okay, touch gloves, what is that like inside the MGM Grand? What will it be like Saturday night? Take us inside, TC. Nothing like it. In my opinion, you know, we've covered a lot of, of major sporting events. Whether you've covered them, you've been there as a fan or as a media member, or you just watched it on TV, for me, myself, and I've always said this and I stick to this, there is nothing better than the ring walk for a championship fight, especially a world championship fight where you know that you've got two combatants that are going to go head-to-head and you really don't know what's going to happen. So for me, the ring walk is just ultra special. And then, like you said, when you touch them up and people are on their feet, they're getting ready to sit down and, and, and ready to watch this, there is no hype like it whatsoever. It's bigger than a Super Bowl kickoff a championship game, a World Series, anything in my opinion, because it is mano a mano. There are no teammates here, and you're just talking about two guys and a referee in the middle. Let's get it on. To me, that is exactly what we're going to see Saturday night. I I even got a Mills Lane, let's get it on, out of T.C. Martin here before we wrap (laughs) up. I give you that. I give you I'm firm, and I'm firm. My good friend Joe Cortez, Kenny Bayless, I say you must obey. I can keep going on and on to the break of dawn, T.C. Let's see what happens on Saturday. Uh, plug away on how the audience here on Big Fight Weekend can find you, not just with the radio show, but anything else you got going on, social media and otherwise. Where do we find and hear more from T.C. Martin? All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at tcmartin21. You can uh, always check the show at tcmartinshow.com. It is streamed live 3 o'clock on the West Coast, Monday through Friday. Uh, the podcasts are up there. The interviews are up there. We got great articles, uh, you know, featured uh, featured interviews are up on the website. So tcmartinshow.com. And uh, just uh, that's that's it. That's how we roll here in Vegas. It's, it's always something. It's the fight capital of the world. Now it's turning to the sports capital of the world, too, with the NFL coming and, and everything else we got going. No doubt about that. Listen, you're most gracious with your time on the day before Thurman Pacquiao. Pacquiao Thurman in the pay-per-view. Initials flying every, everywhere. TC on with TJ on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. TC, thank you. We, we will see what happens Saturday night. I appreciate the time in the preview. Anytime, my friend. And a reminder, the Big Fight Weekend Podcast brought to you in part by Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app with fight time approaching at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Saturday night. Pacquiao Thurman on pay-per-view. If you are looking for tickets, if you are headed to Vegas, if you're already there, you're hearing this podcast, use Vivid Seats and the mobile app and use the promo code Big Fight 10. That promo code Big Fight 10 will save you 10% off your order if you're a first time customer of Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app. Again, there are still good seats uh, that are available in the lower level. Uh, they're going for around $1,000, depending on how close you want to be to ringside. Upper level MGM Grand Garden Arena at last check. Tickets somewhere around $200, $250. Save 10% on that order. Big Fight 10 is the promo code uh, there with Big Fight 
Fight Weekend's promo code offer with Vivid Seats. Again, 100% customer service satisfaction, uh, safety and, and security with your purchase through Vivid Seats. Great selection to all events, not just boxing, football season coming, uh, whatever it is, the NBA, concerts, you name it. It's Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats mobile app. And that promo code, BIGFIGHT10. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. We are counting down to Saturday night in what is a large event this summer in the world of boxing. It is Manny Pacquiao's latest mega deal, mega fight, pay-per-view fight, and this time an unbeaten fighter again from my area in the Tampa Bay area in West Central Florida, unbeaten Keith Thurman, who has fought on the big stage. On previous occasions in one, this is now the biggest stage, the biggest of big stages, fighting on pay-per-view against a Hall of Famer-to-be. So to help me talk about this a little more, give me a little international perspective, historical perspective on all of this, love the insight from the boxing writer. Good to have David Payne back on the Big Fight Weekend podcast as he joins me from England, uh, his website, uh, boxingwriter.co.uk and he's uh, on social media at the boxing writer on Twitter. David, good to talk to you. And we're getting excited now for Saturday night that'll be here uh, before we know it in Vegas. I know it'll be the wee hours of the morning Sunday. How are you and how excited are you and our fight fans do we believe for this showdown, Pacquiao Thurman? Hello, TJ. Good to be back on the show. Um... Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, all good here. Um, English summer, for what it's worth, over here. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the weekend. We've got lots of action uh, down in London, this side of the Atlantic. And, of course, in the early hours for us, we'll be tuning in for Pacquiao Thurman, which I think is a very intriguing fight. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, I, I think, you know, for most, wherever you're talking about in the United States or worldwide, the draw here is Pacquiao more so than Thurman. The most logical question that keeps being asked at 40 years of age, eight-division world champ, known commodity worldwide for 15 years or more with all the great fights, How? what's your read? How much concern is there on how much Pacquiao has left in the tank uh, here for this Saturday night showdown? I think there's two ways to look at that question. Um TJ, and I've thought about this a lot as this week's unfolded. Um, we shouldn't be blind to the fact that we've got a welterweight here who's 40 years old, who's been fighting 10 and 12 round fights for 21 years, which is astonishing in and of itself. Um, I don't want to throw any uh, shadows across that record or for ha- how he's managed this longevity, um, but it, it shouldn't be ignored. We shouldn't just put it to one side um, because History tells us that guys of this age um, shouldn't be fighting at this level. So that creates one question. And if they are, one has to ask how much cumulative damage can one person take before they uh, are paying a price later in life. So that's one side of my response and probably one that's going to be hard to quell completely. Um, But the other side is just to look at the, the, the man on the merits of his most recent performance. And whilst... Barona didn't bring a great deal to the table. Pacquiao looked fresh, urgent, uh, keen to 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 read, or certainly rekindling the form that we've seen um, 
in previous years. He'll never be the fighter he was 10, 12 years ago, of course. But if you took his, his age, his birth certificate out of the equation, you would say that he, he his performance suggested he's uh, more than capable of making this competitive and possibly winning against Thurman. Um, because on the evidence of that performance, he looked very good. He did the distance very easily. He still seemed to have power. Uh, a lot of the foot speed was there. The hand speed was there. So um, if we take the birth certificate out of it, then Manny Pacquiao is one of the top five or six welterweights in the world. And therefore, it makes it a fascinating contest. But yeah, you, you, you can't quite take the birth certificate out of it, can you? A guy of 40 shouldn't be fighting in in this kind of division where speed and athleticism reflex are also important. But here he is. So here we go again. And uh, and Thurman, great great fighter himself, but the, the, despite the fact he's got a 10-year advantage in that regard, um, I think there needs to be some questions over just how in his prime he is following a long layoff and a, and a rusty kind of mixed performance last time out. Well, let's follow up right away on that because that is the big topic. Almost two years away, fought a fight against Josecito Lopez earlier this year, now six months ago, where he scored an early knockdown and you were you were watching, wondering and thinking, okay, if this is the Keith Thurman that we've seen before, he puts this guy away. He not only did not put Lopez away, but Lopez shook him up later in the fight and it was a very competitive fight. With all of that as kind of the build-up to the question, what do, what do we make of what kind of Keith Thurman we expect to see on Saturday night when we only have one sample fight really to go on right now? Yeah, it's, it, it, the, there's, a, there's an element of faith here or there's an element of subjectivity, isn't there? Um, what, what, what perspective or what perception do you want to take from that? Because it would be, on the one hand, easy to take Thurman's... Um, kind of summary that he was a bit rusty and he needed the rounds and at the end of the day came through a very tough opponent after two years out and prevailed. Um, the other way to look at it would be he's been on the shelf for two years. That doesn't do anybody any good. Um, he's probably wasted two years of his prime. I know he's had injuries, etc. So it's, it's perhaps a little harsh to just summarise it as waste. But for one reason or another, he hasn't been active and... Um, instruments like the ones Keith Thurman has and any fighter has at this level, they grow blunt through inactivity. Um, so he may be better for those 12 rounds, or that might reflect the fact that he will never quite be the fighter he was or we believed him to be in the first place. Uh, it may be that those two years will will have taken something away from him that he can never recapture. Um, that's something that, that's, that's the kind of thing that Pacquiao's never done. He's had... I think he did have a one-year break after he's lost Jeff Horn in recent memory, but he's been a very active fighter, uh, even after defeats. He's been very quick to get back on the horse as a rule. And I think that's in part what's kept him kept him sharp and kept him uh, as a talking point in this division, whereas uh, Thurman, I, I do fear, has just has lost a step in that two years out, despite the fact Pacquiao has given him a 10-year advantage here. Okay, so tactically... Give me a little breakdown here. What are you looking for that tells you Pacquiao's in great shape or what conversely tells you Thurman's going to get him, going to get him eventually or get him by decision? What are you looking for? One thing, two things, Saturday night? Um, I think it. I think with Pacquiao, um, 
again, this is an oversimplification um, because he's a lot cuter than the summary may suggest. Um, but you kind of know what you're going to get with Pacquiao. You're going to get, in the main, a busy fighter, someone who's going to come forward, is going to try and uh, use quick foot movement, create some angles, going to throw a lot of punches, um, going to mix up the power on his punches and hope to to, to catch out Thurman. Um, Thurman's become a little bit more, or seemed to be trying to be a little cuter um, in the way that he boxes. Um, he's not quite the seek-and-destroy type, which is how... Um, uh, he was described by one writer today, which I thought was a, was an interesting summary of him. Um, <laughs> so he can destroy earlier in his career, but he's been a he's 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 played hide and seek, hasn't he, in his career as well, um, disappearing off off the radar. But I think tactically, it'll be interesting to see um, how Thurman approaches it. Whether he's confident um that he can get Pacquiao out of there that would be an interesting thing to see whether he can impose himself his dominance his physicality he's supposedly a naturally bigger man uh, I've been always pretty much fought it this way so the size advantage would theoretically lay with him and you the theory goes of course with the age as we've discussed he would have the freshness but um yeah I, I am really torn on this one it's probably coming out in my answer I'm really torn on this I think um, it's one of those fights where we won't really know until it starts to unfall which is is how it should be um, I know you're looking for me to give you the cute insight but I think um, there's questions over how both of them will approach it and how much both have got left but I think so I think it's a it's a real 50-50 down the middle I am on this fight I'm, I'm struggling to pick a winner with any conviction um, and I'm struggling to be certain about how either will approach it tactically. I think they, they, it will depend on what they believe the other person has. And I don't think either of them can be certain of that until the fight starts. So, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry to not give you a, a, a real direction there. I think it really is a, a split, splits me down the middle, this one. There's and, a couple uh, of things understood on that. And by the way, again, we hear here from the boxing writer, David Payne. Uh, boxingwriter.co.uk is his site. He's written about this Thurman Pacquiao fight as well as a couple of other subjects there recently. So we again want you to go and visit that site. You can follow him as well at the boxing writer uh, on social media, on Twitter, uh, giving us some insight here and some different perspective from the UK. And I promise we're going to move on to a couple of other subjects here as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast with David in just a second. One thing that I'm looking at uh, as telltale here, uh, I think this is fair to say. Uh, Pacquiao's been knocked out previously in his career. Now, the last time that he was knocked out was Juan Manuel Marquez some seven years ago. He's been knocked out two previous times before that. So the chin has been tested and given way on previous occasion. Uh, that's Thurman's best chance, I believe, to win this fight, is to land in particular the big right hand and, and devastate Pacquiao somehow uh, with it. So I'm looking for early on in this fight, does Thurman get home with a big right hand and Pacquiao takes it, doesn't buckle, doesn't go down. That's big trouble for Thurman, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I believe... Uh, from a tactical standpoint, if Thurman can't solve the dre the jab, the quick left, the things that are trademarked for Pacquiao uh, by the third or the fourth round, if that's still bothering him, then the only question becomes, does Pacquiao wear out? Because that jab's going to be there more than likely, that straight left is going to be there, and if he hasn't solved it by the third or fourth round, I don't know that he is solving it 
David, from my standpoint, in the seventh round or the ninth round of this fight. So those are the two things that I'm just looking for, and I don't know what your reaction to that is real quick. Can can Pacquiao take the big right-hand punch, and does, does Thurman solve what Pacquiao has been so successful to the tune of a Hall of Fame career with? Um, I don't think uh, Thurman knocks him out. I don't think, uh, certainly not with a single shot. Um I can't I can't foresee that. I don't think there's anything in Thurman's recent history that suggests that he knocks out world class welterweights. Um, however, Pacquiao, as we've discussed, sorry to fall back on the same thread, but he's a 40 year old, and the old cliche about people can get old overnight yep. does hold true in boxing. So it's in, entirely true that if he's clipped with a heavy shot that he hasn't been clipped with for a while. Um, we could find that his punch resistance is a lot lower than we thought it to be. So that's that that kind of recalibrates things. But Thurman, looking back over his last few fights, he's you know people like Porter and Garcia were unduly troubled by his power. Um, and uh, though he put Lopez down, Lopez got up and carried on. I don't think he's going to do uh, to Pacquiao what he couldn't do to Lopez. And despite the argument about shaking off the ring rust, so. I can I could I could subscribe to your to your theory there that if um, if he's not imposed himself, done some damage, scored a knockdown, made Pacquiao wary of coming in um, after three or four rounds, then Pacquiao is a busy fighter over the distance and can Thurman stay with him for work rate? That will be interesting too. I think there will be points in this fight where it could become um, a bit of a slugfest. That wouldn't surprise me if Thurman tries in the middle late rounds tries to just stand his ground and see if he can just win sure. with power um because uh, it's difficult to see him being able to keep Pacquiao on the outside um because Pacquiao's footwork is so cute so so clever and uh, so decisive um and he'll keep coming so yeah i, I could see um yeah <laughs> I don't think Thurman can knock him out. I don't think Thurman knocks him out unless Pacquiao grows old overnight or there's been something hidden beneath um, opponent's lack of power in his last fight or two uh, for Pacquiao. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very intriguing tactical match. Um, I'm not... It's probably coming through. I'm not an enormous fan of Thurman. Um, I think there are, the other two guys in the welterweight division are superior to him. Um, he got... a Real squeaky one against Garcia. He's squeaked on with a, a majority decision against Lopez. Um, I think he had a good run of two years when he got a couple of tight decisions. The winner, but a couple of tight decisions and had two years off. And you think, had he fought Crawford and Spence in that time, maybe he wouldn't be looking with the zero. Uh, you know, wouldn't have the unbeaten record, wouldn't have this aura around him. Um, I think it's a real, it's a real, it's a tantalising match, but I'm not, I'm not an enormous Thurman fan. And I think... If you had to push me one way or the other of that of that 50-50 that I had, I would just probably nudge towards Pacquiao because we've got enough evidence that he's still got some form and we've got plenty of evidence that he can do the 12 rounds um, and get and, and win enough rounds to beat Thurman if, if, if you push me to make it. I like it. And look, all of that is fair because obviously when I'm on here on this podcast, I have a slant. I'm in the area where Keith Thurman is. We've seen about him. We've known about him. He's reported on locally here much more than a lot of the country or a lot of the world. Marquise is the same way. We've been around him. We've been to his camp. So it's good to have the balance of others uh, that look at it a little bit differently. And, And clearly, look, if Thurman is able to win this fight, then Spence and potentially Crawford are in his future. And the good news is we we hopefully, before we're old and gray, David, get to find out. 
out what it happens. But he's got to win the first one here with Pacquiao to have well, this, that this, opportunity. We've we've complained about that a lot. Sure, uh, we have. But I, but I, but I think we have to acknowledge some progress is being made. We're not. We're going to struggle to get Crawford in this loop, aren't we? Um, but the other guys on the PBC side of the street are starting to fight each other. They're only ever going to fight twice a year at best, so we're not going to run through a round robin very quickly. But we are at least beginning to see some of the, these fights. So Pacquiao Thurman isn't the one and two, but it's one of the top two or three versus one of the top five or six. And I think so, fairly, it's probably a semifinal because uh, the Spence uh, uh, Porter fight is next month is August, and I think the two winners here more than likely Spence in the second fight and the winner of this one, if it is Pacquiao or if it is Thurman, that's the next fight for Spence. So it's kind of like a semifinal thing. So let's let's see if that plays out. Let's see if that is early twenty twenty. If that's the case, uh, and it starts with Saturday night, yeah. I think I think that's logical. Um, boxing's not often given to logical, uh, or common sense <laughs> is not that common, as they say. And uh, it wouldn't. I think there'll have to be an awful lot of money on the table for Thurman to take the Spence fight. But um, again, I'm I'm surmising. Um, I'm making judgments not based on any uh, particular knowledge of the inner workings of what may have may not been potentially agreed but um i think uh spence might be fighting someone else after maybe next fight rather than thurman we'll, we'll find see. out we'll find out down the road okay a couple more uh, subjects with david payne here as i enjoy talking with him as part of the big fight weekend podcast uh, we lost what was a tremendous uh, american star and really became a worldwide star uh, to a, an automobile uh, pedestrian accident in Virginia last Sunday night. Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker, Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medal champion in 1984 for the United States, uh, electrifying four-division world champion, uh, beat a lot of great fighters throughout his career, had, had a couple of moments of controversy uh, on decisions that he didn't get, an infamous draw that Julio Cesar Chavez was handed, which to this day, 25 years later, I still believe uh, the great conspiracy of, of payoff and that the hope was that, <laughs> that Whitaker and Chavez were going to fight a second time and that you weren't going to give Whitaker a decision against Chavez in the first fight for that reason. Um, he then fought Oscar De La Hoya, hotly contested later in his career and lost. But I mean, this is a man that 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 won over twenty world title fights, uh, four different weight divisions, as as tactically uh, a, as great a lighter weight fighter as there was, especially in the late eighties and the early nineties. Watching him fight, um, okay. So I've said all of that. He's a Hall of Famer. You're you're again across the Atlantic. Give me some remembrance and what you want to say about Pernell Whitaker, uh, his career, his legacy. Um, I think Pernell Whitaker, the stats don't quite do him justice, do they? He, do, he doesn't have that pristine unbeaten record, which um, someone who was inferior to him has left the sport with, of course. We won't mention his name. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> If you don't get the hint, the initials are FM. And I don't mean radio. Keep going, David. <laughs> um, I think over in the UK, uh, we didn't have quite the same access that you probably you guys had to him over there in terms of being able to view him live. He was kind of he was something of a mythical creature in many ways. Um, you picked up on his performances through magazines, etc., just pictures of this beautiful, slick um, fighter just 
astonishing um, powers of um, avoiding punches without just running around the ring. It wasn't. Um, sometimes we see fighters these days described as elusive, but they're they're just uh, bob and weave and duck and dive, but not in the way that Whitaker did. Whitaker did it using the classic basics. He was in punching range and could disappear. Just disappear by millimeters. The measure, the measurements that he could, you know, the the, uh, the angles he could create, the, the gaps he could find. I often, I try to think of a, a metaphor to describe to someone who's not seen him fight about how he avoided punches, and how he landed, and and it's awful this, but it's the best I could do. The kind of imagery I had in my mind is, you know, how in films you'll see um, people jump off a uh, off a uh, railway uh, platform just before the train and then run and jump on the other side. And when, when the train's gone past, they're not even standing on the platform on the other side. Something you might see in a Jason Bourne film or something. And he was <laughs> right. kind of like that. The bad guys would be shaking. I was preferring, while we're making the pop culture references to the 90s, what about Neo in the Matrix, where it yeah, just yeah, everything that, seemed to move slower, it. he was elusive, he could make the move. That, that kind of comes but, to mind as well. Uh, and, and, I, and I think the the thing that sometimes overlooked is that he was he was as you guys in America say he was a badass too. He wasn't just about <laughs> avoiding punches. He he could hurt you. Yes. And he got in the ring. He got in the ring with that intention too. Some of his counter punching was electric. Uh, his lead jab was electric. His shot selection fantastic. His his um, variation of punches. And he could do it all in the pocket with some of the most dangerous men that ever climbed into the ring. You know, people like Chavez, who we made an absolute fool of. And I apologise on behalf of the British uh, public for Mickey Van's 115-115 scorecard on that fight. Um, the British judge that came up with that seven rounds each in a 12-round fight. We do love a 10-10 over here in the UK sometimes. Um, but, yeah, so... He, he, I mean, and then another another measure would be that he was a top four pound for pound in the Ring magazine. I think for seven or eight consecutive right. years. Right. Um, uh, at a time when you had Chavez, when you had De La Hoya, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. And it's a tragedy that he's lost to his family and the people that loved him, and to to the to the sport itself at such a young age, and so so tragically. Um, We'd, you know, perhaps be thinking we may be talking about this in another twenty or thirty years' time. At fifty-five, to be, to be stolen from those that love him is is particularly sad. Um, no doubt. But there, but there we are. That's 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 life. But still, missed, still, thankfully. I would say though, I, I love going back and reminiscing and watching on the internet. And that that internet clip has been out there now for days since this happened of Oscar De La Hoya about mid-fight trying to hit him, and De La Hoya teed off with about a five-punch combination, and it was like Neo in the Matrix. He missed on every one of them mm-hmm. because Whitaker, even at at uh, you know thirty-plus years of age, was still that elusive and that good but i like what you mentioned he could pop you he could pop you and did pop you in a lot of cases and scored tkos and knockouts so fantastic fighter with uh with the legacy and it's a shame he was still working by the way with local fighters as best i've seen some of the media coverage out of virginia he was working with local 
little-known fighters in Virginia Beach, Virginia, just like he was back now, David, some 40 years ago in the late 1970s and the early 80s when he was a virtual unknown. So that that tells you something about the man, that he still wanted to give back to the Virginia Beach, Virginia community and go work with local, unknown, young fighters to try to help them become potential world champions down the road. So I think uh, that's a neat part of his legacy uh, as well. So for the fans that are curious, go back and watch on the Internet. It's all well, it's all there. Go back and watch. That's the, be- that's the beauty these days. If we'd have had the access and the visibility... Um, that we have now back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, back in those days, you had to pick up the boxing news or the ring magazine and send away for videos, the VHS in the post, to get access to some of these guys or wait for a highlight show and you might get 30 seconds in midweek or something like that. It was a great deal harder to see these fights. Satellite television changed it slightly, but that, as that got bigger here in the UK, Whitaker's time was drawing to a close. So, um, But yeah, YouTube gives us... Um, wonderful opportunities to catch up on some of those fights and uh yeah and, and, and again the chavez one is is one that lived long unfortunately as much <laughs> don, because of the don uh, king decision. what a surprise don king intertwined for the 87th time in something controversial uh with a decision i don't with, know what you mean tj what, yes what are you I, hey i still remember uh I, I i've jogged my own memory while we're talking here i remember being a local radio host here in Florida, and we actually hosted with the radio station the pay-per-view broadcast where you could come to a location, pay your money, come into the pay-per-view broadcast. I was there, and it was a near riot when this thing ended and Whitaker didn't get the decision. And all I kept saying to everybody that night and in the days after this is Don King. If Don is involved, the line is almost blurred between professional boxing and professional wrestling. Orchestrated uh, theater uh, for the next match, for the next month of matches. So uh, that I, I still vividly remember that now more than 25 years ago off this decision where, again, like you were saying, if you watch that fight, you go back and watch Julio Cesar Chavez unable to hit Whitaker, unable to score, and getting peppered throughout the fight how he won more than three or four rounds on anybody's card is, is a great boxing uh, judging mystery on that all right I, i've got to get out of here shortly we do not want to short change though that before thurman pacquiao a london fight card on DAZN in the united states big in the uk features three different heavyweight battles uh, Dillian White, Oscar Rivas is the biggest one because at the time we're talking, they've now designated this one as the WBC number one contender eliminator, which means theoretically the winner, and you're laughing, the winner might get Deontay Wilder before 2025. We're not sure what that means uh, if Wilder is still the champ and as number one contender. But anyway, White and Rivas, Derek Chisora, Artur Spilka, um, and also David Allen, Dave Allen and David Price, three heavyweight battles in London um, and to David Payne. Uh, we have some Daves and Davids and Dillians and Derricks in there. To David Payne, uh, again, for our, our fight fans here in North America, we should pay attention to this, obviously, with these heavyweights. Yeah, you make it sound like it's a ladder match in WWE. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is a bit of a Royal Rumble down at the O2 with three big heavyweight fights. As you say, um, globally, the most significant is Dillian White, who's probably the fifth best heavyweight on recent performances uh, in the world uh, against Oscar Rivas, uh, the Colombian who um, beat Bryant Jennings uh, last time out. 
and suddenly arrived in everybody's top 10, including all the sanctioning bodies for whatever that's worth. And as you say, it's now got some sort of status, whatever that <laughs> whatever that status might be worth, <laughs> because Dillian would probably tell you he's fought 17 eliminators for the WBC. Um, but this one is a final, interim final, definitely maybe, uh, going to get a shot eventually, as you say, before 2025. Po- po- possibly. I'll throw possibly, in possibly, yeah. and if Wilder beats both Ortiz and Fury. But other than that, there are no qualifiers on unless, what White what, what shot would be. Unless WB, the WBC make Deontay Wilder that one of their new French fries champions. Sorry, <laughs> franchise champions. Anyway, uh, it's a good fight, though. Uh, all joking aside, it's a very good fight. Dillian White, if he is what we hope him to be, what he believes himself to be, if he's the polished champion in waiting that he um, tells us he is, then he should be able to beat Rebus without making it difficult. However... Rivas is a very, very competent heavyweight and brings a lot of things that are not that familiar to people in the heavyweight division these days. He's only a nudge over six feet. Um, he brings a lot of power. He brings a lot of stamina, a lot of punch output. When you see some of his early fights, he's very raw. Uh, I've watched some of his amateur stuff. and uh, You expect, expect, expect sorry, pitter-patter point scoring in amateurs, but you go back and watch some of his fights with Kubrat Pulev, etc., and you'll see a very raw, um, wild kind of character that just doesn't stop throwing punches. He's grown to be a lot more poised. He's fought a lot of mediocre opposition, but against Jennings, he showed uh, a lot of poise. And then, towards the end, as Jennings um, was flagging, um, he managed to to win convincingly. So I quite like Rivas in this fight. This is a real banana skin, um, as they say over here, for uh, Dillian to slip on. But he's been... He's been dealing with just such um, banana skins for the best part of 18 months. Um, so he will probably edge through on points, but it could get messy and it could get scary for him in, in places in this fight. That, that could be a real fun. It could it could either be a bit ugly um, or it could be a real barn burner, as they say. So, um, yeah, one to look out for. And then beneath that, we've got uh, Doncaster's Dave Allen, my hometown. Um, brave, interesting character who's arguably punching above the expectations that anyone had for him here against Price, who's got that Olympic background, that terrific punch and all the size advantages. So that's two guys at crossroads. Can one of them go on and, and have a shot or uh, and the other one probably disappears back down to the uh, domestic circuit or retirement potentially in Price's case? So um, uh, interesting. And then, of course, we have good old Derek Chisora, who's always entertaining if you... You could put anyone in front of him and he'll make either hard work of it or surprise you. Um, so it'd be good to see what Derek's got left. Speaker should give him the kind of opponent he likes. Not too elusive, although he is a southpaw, so that's going to be tricky. Um, but again, Derek is always in wars one way or another. So between them, there should be lots of entertainment to be had, lots of fun to be had. And uh, if Dillian comes through this, as you mentioned, the likelihood is he's got to feature in, on somebody's dance card in the next few months. We shall see. And again, those fights on DAZN earlier on Saturday. Thurman Pacquiao, Saturday night on pay-per-view. This man has written about Thurman Pacquiao and uh, also about Dave Allen, uh, who he was just talking about, one of the heavyweights that's on that uh, fight card, the matchroom card on DAZN on Saturday. Read more at boxingwriter.co.uk. 
We always love linking to David's stuff off of BigFightWeekend.com as well. And you're a great follow on social media. I love the insight. I love pop culture references, whatever we get from, from you on social media at The Boxing Writer. My friend, thank you. Another good conversation. Let's hope we have some excitement this weekend. Uh, perhaps some, some knockdowns or knockouts that we can be talking about uh, down the road here on the podcast, David Payne. I certainly hope so, TJ. I always enjoy the chat. Thanks for the invitation. And, um, yeah, some good fights to look forward to. Perhaps we'll catch up again soon. Always love the opportunity to catch up with the lead writer of BigFightWeekend.com here on the podcast. Multimedia star Marquise Johns is with me as we approach Pacquiao Thurman. Good to be with you. And you've been doing some interviews on terrestrial radio. Uh, We're getting in the groove. We're now within the 48-hour kill zone here of this fight coming on Saturday night. We're amped up. Good to have you, Marquise. How are things? Pretty good, TJ. Now I know how radio roll feels during Super Bowl week where you talk to everybody over and over and over again about the fight. But this is that fight where everything is bound to happen. Great to be on again. Um, okay, so there, there is no doubt that there is hype for this. I know you were on Tony Bruno's show, uh, which is now seen daily on Twitch.com, and just search for him at Tony Bruno Show. You were on the Bruno Show, and you were saying that you have already plunked down your seventy four ninety five. Bruno, which good for you. I've, I'm still contemplating, uh, am I paying at the house? Am I, am I buddying with somebody else? Um, Bruno was pointing out this thing is also in movie theaters. We talked to Dan Birmingham about that a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, that there are movie theaters through Fathom Events covering this all over the country. Um, And then we have pay-per-view, which is good uh, here. It's good in Europe. It's good in the Philippines, where Pacquiao is from. This has a big-time feel, does it not? Absolutely, it does, TJ. And this is that big fight feel where everyone is getting around, getting involved with it, even people who aren't even interested in boxing. This is essentially the crowds that we would see for like Cinco de Mayo when just casuals would come out of nowhere to watch box to see Canelo Alvarez take action. And this time to go around, it's Manny Pacquiao, who has a whole country behind him in the Philippines, taking on the American and Keith Furman in reverse to what they're staging as a legacy fight. And actually, it's, it's been a great world round and a great been a great media tour for all of it all around and especially for Keith Furman who just has been relentless <laughs> in making it known that he's going to retire Pacquiao he's put money on himself in the first round for a knockout he's gonna make him play basketball it has really been <laughs> a level of trash talk of epic proportions you and know. I were exchanging messages off the podcast that at the final press conference Wednesday early evening eastern time late afternoon Las Vegas time that you wanted to see Thurman pull the flute out for those that are not Aware, I'm always confused. Is it flautist? It's not flutist. He's a flautist, right? He can play yes. the flute. I, I wanted. I was saying to you, it was so dull with that press conference. I wanted Thurman to start playing the flute, being the flautist, and then have Pacquiao come over and like WWE style grab the flute and hit him over the head just to sell the pay per view. <laughs> you know, tune in Saturday night at, at midnight for the fight. But we didn't get anything like that. We, we've only got Thurman making promises about delivering a knockout. That's about it. And more importantly with Pacquiao, because Pacquiao has not really said anything that he hasn't said in his last 500 fights where he says, I'm here to win. I'm here to take over everything. I'm here to, to fight in the ring. And that's it. He doesn't he doesn't throw back or exchange barbs like this. Uh, he just smiles and does that weird grin that he does that, that pretty much got him a political office, I'm assuming. And here we are. Yes, here we are. All right. So I put this to David Payne before you came on, the boxing writer, that... Uh, and he basically said, because you haven't heard him, 
uh, that he thought he put this at 50 50, but leaned towards Pacquiao being able to outlast, outwork uh, Thurman and be able to get a decision like what we've seen him do in recent years. So I will now put it the same way kind of to you. What do you believe this fight will come down to? How do you foresee it unfolding? What do you think, Marquise? I don't see it as much of a 50 50 as everybody else does. I actually see. Uh, Furman winning this fight, and I have Furman stopping Pacquiao at some point. And, and TJ, me and you were, were down with Dan Birmingham a few podcasts back, and he explained the strategy of what he's going to do to a, a Furman in regards to training for Pacquiao. And if that that and if that training in regards to him just actually fighting Southpaw works out, the way he's going to at some point catch Pacquiao with his hands because Pacquiao's not as fast as he used to be, and. At some point, Furman will stop him. I think the big thing that's keeping everyone at bay about Furman stopping Pacquiao, TJ, is the fact that he had that one bad round in the seventh round against Hacido Lopez. And to Furman's credit, and he's mentioned this also at the media day, that, yes, Lopez called me. Called me three times. Called me four times. But I'm still standing, and I wasn't knocked out. And so here we are. And that's the one thing that keeps me from choosing Furman over Pacquiao in this fight more than anything else. Well, and, and Dan Birmingham said to us... We're going to attack the body. Not a secret here. We're going to we're going to attack the body, and that's going to on, on a forty year old. That's going to wear the legs down even quicker. I, I will I will say the same thing again here that I just said to David Payne. I want to run it by you. The two things I'm looking for: if Thurman, whose best punch is the big right hand, if Thurman lands the big right hand, and Pacquiao still standing doesn't go down. Uh, you know, buckles maybe, maybe, maybe not. But if he doesn't go down from the big right hand, that's trouble for Thurman at least early on. And then I want to see if we get to this point, third round, fourth round, fifth round, if if Pacquiao is able to do what he does best, which is use that jab, use the straight left behind it out of the southpaw stance, be elusive, and Thurman is not figuring it out, is not closing the distance, is not able to score because of the jab, the straight left behind it, and the movement, and we get to the fourth round, the fifth round, and the sixth round, that's big trouble because by the fourth or fifth round, if he hasn't figured it out, I don't know that he will figure it out. So those are my two feelings, your reaction to my feelings uh, about how the two things that I'm looking for in this. No, those are fair assessments, TJ, and I think what that you're looking for with Furman, but Furman is a smart fighter in regards to he does make adjustments on the go as the, as the, game, as the game goes on, per se. What I want to know what Furman is... Is he able to keep up with Pacquiao's speed? Because the one thing I've been hearing over and over again in regards to how Pacquiao is going to win this fight is that he's going to be faster than Furman because Furman, as you know, coming off this two-year layoff, a very, uh, let's be honest, above-average performance against Hacido Lopez. So everyone's still thinking that this is a, the Furman that is not on the other end of everything and not the Furman that we all saw against Sean Porter or against Danny Garcia. I just think at this point that Furman at this point is fully, fully healthy, fully ready to go, and we're going to see the Furman of old that... You, All right. you, can, you, can, you can throw out the whole thing that, you do, that he happened against Lopez out the window, and we're going to see the same Pacquiao, who against Bronner, which Bronner won four rounds in that fight, believe it or not, TJ, and nothing happened in that fight, as you well know. So Well, we'll Pacquiao see. looked good. Pacquiao was scoring with the jab, and Broner couldn't solve him, and Broner was a clown. And at, that point, at this point, that's basically what he is, and it wasn't much of a challenge. This will be a challenge. Thurman is going to throw big shots, and he's going to throw body punches, and I have to believe some of it is going to land. So let's see. Let's, ha- let's see what happens when it does land, or if he can't land it frequently enough, then, uh, then Pacquiao's got a great chance uh, to win the fight. So I- I'm very anxious to see you know, what kind of celebrities gravitate to this, how big is the buzz when we get to Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening uh, for this one in the buildup. 
Uh, we're anxious to watch all of that. I know you've been keeping up with the undercard. We haven't talked much about the undercard uh, here on this PBC show and on the pay-per-view. What stands out? What are you the most interested in? I know we've got the Caleb Plant-Mike Lee title fight, the 168 IBF super middleweight title fight. What stands out on the undercard? Maybe it's a fight or two or a fighter or two. It's going to be two fighters and it's going to be two different separate bouts that stick out for me, TJ, on the undercard. It's actually the co-main event. It's Udonis Ugas is taking on Omar Figueroa uh, Jr. on the main ev- co-main event, which actually is intriguing because Ugas, when we last saw TJ, was the one who was on the wrong end of that uh, Porter fight, which you could argue that he may have won. And I want to see what version of Omar Figueroa is going to show up. Uh, he showed up in Vegas looking pretty good, as opposed to well, we'll see how motivated he was, as opposed to we get the, the, this, this new and invigorated version of Figueroa, or we get the Figueroa that, that is on the other end of it, who had a tough victory against John Molina, who also is on this card, facing Sergey Lipinets, who retired uh, Lamont Peterson earlier this year. That's the second card uh, fight I'm looking for on this card that I really think is going to be one of the more action-packed fights on this card up and down. It's a pretty good card, too. Plant, Lee, you can do what you will. I don't think Lee stands a chance. I, I think Plant is just going to outbox him for 12 rounds. The only thing that's going to save Mike Lee, besides the Subway sandwich, is the fact that he's going to be <laughs> for 12 rounds. He's coming a size, it's, essentially he's coming a size down to face Plant as opposed to a uh, Plant to come a size up. So he may be able to have the body mass to stay to stand up there for a long, but I expect it to be like one of those, you man, you man decision, 12, you know, one. 117, 111 type bouts where nothing really happens out of the ordinary. But it's on free Fox TV, so you can't really complain. It's on three. That's right. And in a very opening bout, as you well know, TJ, is uh, LJ Agafba, I'm butchering it, I'm sure. It's Afga is, is on the very opening bout. He's facing a guy that no one's ever heard of in uh, Alfie Descendant. But it's a, it's, a, it's a showcase fight, as you well know, because no one's ever heard of this guy. And this guy... Alpha has been absolutely murdering people in the heavyweight division as a as a top prospect. Those are the fights on this card I'm looking forward to. It's actually going to be a, I'm actually looking forward to this card on so many levels. It's one of the few things I actually don't wish upon this. You're you're willing to pitch in for TJ to stop by. It is seventy four ninety five dollars. It's a it's a very it's a it's a very tough sell on that part because it's seventy five bucks. I mean, come on, seriously. But the fight itself, at least fight wise. Because the last time that PPC had these pay-per-views, it was Spence Garcia, and that was lopsided, and that whole card as a whole wasn't right. very exciting. Kind of underwhelming, this, yeah. It was, yeah, this will at least on well, paper... Well, the Lipinets, has- you mentioned, Sergey Lipinets and John Molina Jr., as I like to use this cliche because I heard it many years ago, they could probably hold that one in a phone booth. They're not going to have a lot of movement. It is going to be stand in front of each other and brawl. So that one should be entertaining. I, yes. I don't know that I can speak for... Um, Jogba, if that's how you say it, the heavyweight, and whether he brings something spectacular, will the, will the Plant-Lee fight have some intrigue? I don't know. So we may have a little snooze before we get to the big one, but uh, again, Keith Thurman, we know this. Keith Thurman has been waiting for one of these mega fights for several years now. This is his big moment. He joked with me in the build-up to Pacquiao versus Mayweather that he would get in the ring WWE style, there's the reference again, with both of them in a three-way <laughs> match. That's what he joked with me, if he could get an opportunity. He finally now, July 20th, Saturday night, Las Vegas pay-per-view, he's got the shot at one of them. And I'm just anxious to see if it will be a big coming out party. It's like it's like Tony Bruno joked with you earlier uh, in the week when you were doing the interview on the Bruno show. Uh, and he said, I always had this caller that kept saying to me with a Cuban-American accent, winky right, winky right. We love the <laughs> wink from St. Yes. Pete, Florida. 
and the rest of the country didn't know about the wink. We knew about the wink in West Central Florida and the Tampa Bay area and what he could do. And when the rest of the country and the boxing world found out what Winky could do, he got the huge wins, including over the likes of Tito Trinidad and others, and ended up being in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Is this the big moment where we start to see this is what Keith Thurman can do on the grandest stage, and he and he gets that chance uh, Saturday night and then maybe subsequent several chances to prove that and demonstrate that? We'll see. I think so, TJ. And at this point, I I hate to be that the guy with doomsday devices and doomsday scenarios with you. But in the event he doesn't win this fight and Pacquiao wins this fight over Keith Furman, say you're in Vegas at the MGM Grand, say one of these celebrities in the crowd may be a Floyd Mayweather. And then that whole scenario pops its ugly head back up again. So for the sake of boxing, you're just hinting you're hinting at Pacquiao Mayweather, the sequel where they both come to the ring with walkers and oxygen bottles. Is that what you're referencing? With that, I life mean, come alerts, on. Life alerts and on, but they they will hint at it and scare us all with walkers and canes and, and point at clouds for fear of Mayweather Pacquiao too. So right. I need Furman to win this fight. You want Furman for that all reason. That. All right. So we also <laughs> we talked about the DAZN card with David Payne, the boxing writer, about the heavyweights. But I know you said to me just before we officially began this interview for the Big Fight Weekend podcast, you're very interested in one of the fighters on the undercard, Dan Aziz, a light heavyweight. What's up? Absolutely. He, that's, that's the fighter on that card I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, shout out to David Payne in regards to mentioning him as well. He's been destroying a lot of talent in uh, opposition that he's been facing on the, the MTK Global cards leading up to this fight, which is for a regional European British title against Charlie Cuffield. That, that fight, to me, is actually one of the better fights on that card, with the exception of Rivas White in the event that it's a, a never-ending Dillian White WBC imaginary <laughs> interim championship. Number one super-duper contender is eliminator bout form for the 15th time in a row. Yeah, so again, you got heavyweights, you got a light heavyweight there, so you got the big bombers uh, on that fight card. And also, depending on when you're listening to us, now you may already know the result uh, because it's a Friday night fight card that is upcoming in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Teofimo Lopez, Teofimo Lopez uh, fighting Nagatani of Japan, IBF lightweight title eliminator. That's the Friday night top ranked main event, not on. ESPN proper, but on the ESPN Plus service on the digital app. Um, what about this for Lopez? What what awaits Lopez if he's victorious? What awaits for, for Lopez? Uh, and he should get by Nakatani, who is a step slower at this point. I've, I've, I made the mistake, uh, TJ, of looking at some footage of Nakatani to see what, what Lopez was actually fighting against. It was actually being a, a legitimate IVF uh, eliminator about, and no, this is not at all. <laughs> this should be done in four rounds or less. And what will happen with this for Lopez is that he will face now, once he advances with this, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to get by here. He's going to face Richard Kami uh, in regards for that, for a title shot in regards to that for the IBF belt. And that could be coming, obviously, this fall. So let's see. That's, again, a Friday night uh, fight. You may already know that result. You may know that Lopez bombed Nakatani out of there early, or maybe Nakatani hung in and made it a fight. I don't know uh, for that matchup on Friday night in the top rank main event. Um, okay, so I'll put it to you one more time, one more way. Under over is nine rounds. Thurman, Pacquiao, Marquise Johns, BigFightWeekend.com says under or over. I'm taking the under because I have it in the eighth. You have a stoppage for Thurman. I have a stoppage for Thurman in the eighth round. I just think 
he will figure a way out with the, the catch Pacquiao coming in where he's going to either hurt him or, or as he mentioned before, wear, mentioned him that, down, like, just, wear him down, wear him down, slow him down where he's easier to hit those kind of things. Absolutely. And that's going to be the end of it. I don't, I, it's going to be a later round stop is I don't see it being anything before the sixth or seventh round, but that's why I, I definitely see it in the eighth. All right, there he is. Again, we plug away to read more of the previews on BigFightWeekend.com. We're going to have all kinds of different info and insight leading up to this fight on Saturday night. Plug away on where they can find you on social media, Marquise. Absolutely, TJ. You can find me at Weak Sauce Radio. Still, as always, pound for pound, the best Twitter handle out there. I challenge anyone, and I'll be on here all weekend, of course, covering the fights, watching them, talking about it probably arguing with people about what they see, what they don't see, judging-wise. That's always going to be fun. As always, you can also catch the website, bigfightweekend.com, for all my writings for anything boxing, past, present, and future. And before I let you go, TJ, I do want to mention the past, because today was in history when we were recording this. Jersey Joe Walcott took on Ezra Charles in in one of my favorite old-school 50s fights, because there's nothing better than watching old fights from the 50s. Black and white film, Jersey Joe with a seventh-round knockout, right? I read your recap. I remember, and at that time, didn't he become the oldest man to ever hold the heavyweight title? At that time, when he he scored that KO? He was at 37. He was the oldest one at the time until a guy you may have heard of. uh, I think we all heard of him at this point. He makes grills. Uh, George Foreman beat up Michael Moore at... (laughs) In 94, that's that's who would replace him as the oldest heavyweight champion at the time. But back in 51, that was a big deal at the old Forbes Field in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Forbes for, Field, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, known for that fight, known for Bill Mazarowski, who no one knows, winning the World Series with a Game 7 home run against the New York Yankees in 1960 at old Forbes Field. So I'm just going a little nostalgic on top of your history. Uh, great, great boxing name, Jersey Joe Walcott, and a lot of a lot of newer fight fans might not know, but Marquise did the research. He was once Arnold Cream. That was his given name, like cream on your in your coffee or cream uh, on your dessert. Given then the stage name, if you will, the boxing uh, moniker Jersey Joe Walcott. So. And uh, Walcott would lose the heavyweight title on one of the greatest one-punch right hands uh, ever uh, to Rocky Marciano, where he knocked Jersey Joe out. You know this, Marquise. Go back and look at the black and white film, fight fans. He knocked him out where uh, Walcott was caught with the punch, was trying to crouch down, and he knocked Walcott out sitting up on his knee. And Walcott's unconscious for like four (laughs) seconds sitting up before he finally topples over from a uh, one-punch Rocky Marciano, The Rock. Uh, So, yes, we love the 50s fights. Go read it on BigFightWeekend.com. Pre-fight coverage of Thurman Pacquiao on the fights this weekend. Post-fight, late night, Saturday night, Sunday morning. BigFightWeekend.com. Give it a follow, too, at BigFightWeekend on Twitter as well. Marquise, thank you. Uh, we'll see what happens with the fights. One, one thing for sure, you'll be writing about it. We'll be talking about it after it's all said and done as part of BigFightWeekend.com and the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you, DJ. And there we go. That will do it. That sets the stage for what should be a wild Saturday night of boxing as we look forward to Manny Pacquiao, eight-division world champ, Hall of Famer to be, 
Uh, puts it on the line one more time here against unbeaten Keith Thurman. They both have a portion of the WBA welterweight championship. Somebody is walking out of that ring on Saturday night victorious with a humongous future fight down the road if they want it. Does Pacquiao want one more humongous fight? Keith Thurman cer- certainly wants several of them. In order to get them, he's got to win this one, the enormous round, uh, the enormous fight. Uh, of his career with Manny Pacquiao. It will make his name worldwide immediately. So let's see how it all unfolds uh, here on Saturday evening. I I still, I think Thurman gets it done. I think that, uh, as I said earlier in a couple of the conversations, Pacquiao hasn't been in with this caliber of a puncher in recent years, and he's been knocked out before. So uh, that is something to behold and something to see. Can he take the big punch, the big right hand from Keith Thurman or not? Can Thurman land that big? punch will will Pacquiao be too elusive or as we've made reference to what Dan Birmingham they're making no secret about this in the in the Thurman camp they've said we want to take the legs away of Manny Pacquiao go to the body take the legs away let's see how effective that will be Saturday should be a blast we'll come back after all this is over with probably with a recap podcast of Thurman Pacquiao for now enjoy the fight my thanks to TC Martin all the way back at the beginning of the podcast TC again with Fox Sports Radio in Las Vegas appreciate him being on board also david payne the boxing writer from over in the uk stopping by and marquise johns the lead writer on bigfightweekend.com we've got everything on the site previews uh, all the updates the recaps of all the fights this weekend including thurman pacquiao you'll find it all throughout the weekend at bigfightweekend.com give it a follow at bigfightweekend on twitter big fight weekend facebook page as well I'm merely T.J. Reeves. Enjoy Pacquiao Thurman coming Saturday night in Las Vegas. We look forward to seeing if Keith Thurman can pull off the biggest win of his career or will Manny Pacquiao simply have one more notch in his Hall of Fame career taking down an unbeaten championship fighter once again. Let's see what happens. Enjoy it, and we thank you for being with us on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast.